0: Creeping along the hall at midnight. Uh-huh. Shadows dancing in the corner of your eye. Voices floating from downstairs after twilight. Big nope. Specters moaning from the attic in reply. Everyone has a spooky story, something they don't discuss. But life is a haunted. Story when, when you're like us So
1: sit tight, turn on the light and curl up with some ghoulish history
0: Something a little dark and dreary Serve with a heaping dose of eerie Raise those Moscow mules and clink them Whoopsies! Ghost!
2: Greetings!
1: Are you still I'm, there?
0: <laughs> uh, are you still there? Hello.
1: Oh, God.
0: I'm uh, Jamie Markey.
1: And I'm, I think I'm still Michael Tatum. I feel like that's right. I feel, I'm just gonna, I'm, you know, I'm gonna gamble and say, yeah, I'm Michael Tatum.
2: You're Michael Tatum? Am I Michael and Tatum? This?
1: And int- this? Is cool And this is Oh, I couldn't even so, remember how we do the thing.
2: That was a little reenactment of uh, the beginning of 2021 so far. It's a clusterfuck. It's a real clusterfuck out there. Oh, and oh, <laughs> so we have a little uh, bit of a different episode today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's we, we're, okay. we're just shooting from the hip here. Shooting we, are, from the hip. we
2: feel, first of all, that maybe we should apologize for having not recorded or sent out anything in a week, I think.
1: Uh, Maybe it's, a little bit more. Been, I'm sure we will be corrected. Weeks. Let's say it's two weeks. It might be two. It feels weeks. feels like um, it feels like a hundred years, right? Because well, we the past week has felt like a hundred fucking years. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's been five years since 2020. It's weird. <laughs> um, so we went, we went from Christmas right into New Year's, and so we took a little bit of break mm-hmm. over the past couple months, anyway. Yeah. Um. And then yeah. we went right into um. Uh, uh, Insurgents. <laughs> so,
0: it's,
1: we didn't.
2: We didn't. No. No. <laughs>
1: we, were, we, were, we didn't. We did have
2: Christmas. It. We did have New Year's. We did not. We did personally not. <laughs>
1: we did not have insurrection. We did not. We did not celebrate insurrection. We did not recognize a, that holiday.
2: <laughs> and we're not denying an insurrection. There was an insurrection. No, it happened. We were it not a happen. part of it. it FBI, uh, if you're listening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you
1: know, oh, they're not. The other And night, if you are FBI, Jack if you are, I, uh, join our Patreon. Um. Yeah.
0: The other, the other night, Jack and I were
2: listening to. Um, well, we just had like uh, the rain and thunderstorm sounds on the Alexa, right? Uh-huh. And so uh, I'm sorry if I made everyone's Alexa go off. Um, Alexa, shut up. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we have the rain and thunderstorms going on, and we're probably watching TikTok or something like that and laughing. And I said something about white supremacy. And the Alexa starts spinning. Oh, no, and then I said no, something about no, 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 uh, no. the insurgents and it literally stopped playing. And I was like, Alexa, stop fucking listening to us. And then, and then it started spinning and it stopped again. And I was like, Alexa, are you listening to us? And then it just d- went quiet. <laughs> and then jack was like alexa resume and then i put and stop listening to us
1: <laughs> alexa we're not part of that shit just yeah <laughs> keep playing yeah. marvin Gaye.
2: and so uh, everybody's everybody's echoes are going crazy right now and i'm sorry about that
1: i will say like uh, the one the one good thing about all this i have never been happier that so many of these idiots won't wear masks
2: because
1: <laughs> <yeah. laughs> yeah. apparently it's been really easy to find them
2: Right, because their faces are everywhere. Well, like they treated the
1: insurrection like that moment in the roller coaster where they take your picture and they're like, "Yeah,
2: yeah." It's the Instagram insurrection. As horrible as the insurrection. It's an insurrection. It's an wait, no, that's wrong. That's different. (laughs) That is different.
1: Is it? um,
2: It is. That's if uh, I've been down in the kitchen. Insurrection. That's Jack. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's the I'm one so- thing
1: I, I will say. That's the one. That's the one positive thing about the the insurrectionists. That I'm not 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 about them, but that I'm like uh, that I allow myself to feel positive when I think about. It's like, oh, they're so stupid. There's, I feel like there's very little actual danger they will ever succeed in overthrowing the government because none of these people seem to even know how not to get caught doing a federal crime. Simple um, things, it, but
2: you know like, what I think, hmm. and this is now. Getting into we're gonna get into what we wanted to talk about today, which is just to shoot the shit about what happened. Yeah. Uh we feel like we gotta get it off our chests to move forward. And <laughs> so yeah, that's we what we're do. doing today. <laughs> um,
1: today we're gonna but... talk about the ghost of democracy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh it is I think that these people didn't wear masks for a couple of reasons. One, because they are, you know their freedoms but two i think they thought they would be successful and they wouldn't have to worry about getting arrested because they were going to take over and when you look into some of the things that they're finding out i mean every day it's something new or somebody says something else stupid or you know there's just every day it's just all this information Mm -hmm. and recently they've talked about those two pipe bombs that they found and the uh head of the cap of the capitol police Believes that those were de- supposed to go off and distract them, um, and then the police wouldn't be.
1: Oh, you at mean the Capitol you mean distract would've... them from all the selfies police were taking with the, the <laughs> right. fucking insurrectionists.
2: Well, you know, and I will say there's a couple of things about the Capitol police thing that throw me off. Is is not in his defense. I'm not going to say this in the defense of the person who took the selfie. However, if there's somebody who is they uh, they did not have the support they needed, and I think we have to mm. look at everything like that. They did not have the support. and if someone's do do you flip out and shoot someone for taking a selfie with you or do you try to keep your cool? I don't know. Um I don't know the answer to that, but mm. it's mm. still yeah, fair it's it's fair. it is shocking to me when you see the white cops uh, offering what seems to be assistance and the black cops literally saving the entire Senate. Yes, you know,
1: <laughs> Good like, men. like literally drawing fire and leading, leading them away. Like, how fucking like Jesus yeah. Christ! Like that. Yeah. Those are the heroes. Like, and I mean, right. And I feel like, and again, I, I'm, I wasn't there. Never would I be there. Um, uh, and I don't know what it's like to be a, 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 a law enforcement officer working at the Capitol of all places. But I feel like it was just a little too easy for these people to just come in. Like, I, I yeah. feel a little, you know, I don't, I don't think, and I'm not alone in that opinion, but I feel like they're
2: just... I, well, and we don't know, too, some of the things, because I still, you know, I see the video uh, where that poor police officer was being crushed in that Oh birth.
1: God, I know, I And there's,
2: that. they're clearly fighting back right then. They're clearly mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. hold. And so imagine how much would have been overtaken if those cops weren't there because yeah. they had to go deal with a bombing, right? Two different bombings on the outside. Right.
0: Oh, um, Jesus.
2: They had. I mean, they had oh. zip ties. They were prepared to take hostages. They were they talking did. about hanging. You know, Mike Pence. And I other mean, people they made a, They had a bullet a, in Pelosi's they, head. Like they
1: made a makeshift gallows outside. Uh, yeah there are pictures yes. of it. It's And like what you know, people don't how, know is pl- how I bad, mean, like what the the news um and I guess for for a variety of reasons a lot of news outlets are not allowed to show how intense uh things really got. Like they can only kind of paint a word picture but they, they don't they're not allowed to show pictures of um you know the uh, uh, people bleeding or, or you know, of the noose or shit like that. I mean, you have to kind of dig for those things. But, mm-hmm. like, that shit was serious. It wasn't just a protest yeah. that got a little out of hand. Like, these were people that yeah. were marching on the fucking Capitol because they were convinced by their dipshit president that they just love for some fucking reason that the election had been stolen and so they were somehow going to steal it back. Like, the election was the Hope Diamond in a glass case in the middle of the Senate floor they could literally go in and take. Um, yeah. Like, how... How fucking ridiculously stupid do you have to be to think that that's how any of this works?
0: Right. Like that's my well, big. Well, and thing, that's is because like...
2: they've been driven that way. And you know what? Here's the thing with with some of these insurrectionists, right, that have mm. lost the fucking plot, right? <laughs> is I do <laughs> they have never sympathy had it. for them, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I do have sympathy for them mm. for getting spun up in the same way that I have sympathy for Al Qaeda terrorists that get spun up. Mm. it's the same thing they're getting I radicalized guess. online in the same exact way, and where I can say yes, I guess, but certain things about them are hard still, yeah. you murdered people, yeah, you're, I you're mean I, to kill you, we could talk you're all day about up. like
1: the conditions that make a human being susceptible to the kind of bullshit machinations that turn them into terrorists. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we all have agency. We're all, you know, we're Mm -hmm. all human beings responsible for our choices. And, I mean, I can sympathize or I can, you know, but an an explanation is not an excuse. And and here's what I feel about, you know, these particular domestic terrorists. And maybe this doesn't apply to all of them, but fuck them. Um,
2: Yeah, right. (laughs) And and to be clear, to um, be clear, I can sympathize. And from a distance, no, say, yeah. yeah, that really sucks for you, but you should absolutely go to prison and suffer the consequences uh, yeah, of your actions, yeah. right? It's two things. I have yeah. very,
1: very limited sympathy for, for people that make <laughs> those kind of decisions because I think at bottom, it's just, I think it comes from being able to be part of something like that just stems from a fundamental dishonesty with oneself. This is what I think. Mm. I think, you know, these people will spout all day that they're fighting for their beliefs. And I, I call bullshit on that. I don't think these people have beliefs. I think they have impulses, which they follow out of boredom. They are bored because they have no discipline and they have no discipline because they hate themselves somehow they just didn't ever get around to becoming the people they always hoped they would be whoever that looked like um and now they're willing to burn it all fucking down just for the distraction that's all it is it's tourism it's 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 terrorism tourism it's people that are really involved in this because it's something to do that makes them feel important because they just don't know how to do that for themselves in their own fucking life Bullshit. They're not starting a revolution. They're just trying to pick off witnesses to their fucking failure. And that's what it boils down to. I don't give a shit... What they're what they believe in, and the same people are like, "How dare you judge me for my beliefs? What the fuck else am I supposed to judge you on?" <laughs>
2: right? Yeah, you're a white supremacist. You know, I'm like, a judge. I'm gonna judge you for what you believe
1: you. because that's a pretty good uh, measure of how you feel about me and other people. And I'm like, I'm not gonna judge you for the clothes you wear, or or the color of your skin, or even necessarily, you know, um, you know what you're entertained by. But my God, if if I can't judge you by your beliefs, that just sounds to me like you just don't really have a good handle on your own beliefs, and you just <laughs> well, don't don't Me like too. them being scrutinized because then you get called out for not knowing what the fuck you're talking about. But anyway, that's right. what I, I think. I think the mass majority of these people are just fucking bored, white, fucking middle to lower income families that are just like, you know, they want to play the victim because they they see the advantages they feel are conferred on other people, other minorities that they think are just playing mm-hmm. the victim. They're like, I want some of that. I want a cut of that fucking pie. So why can't I be the victim? And so they go and do this whole thing. And I'm like, you, you... And I'm not going to say they aren't the victim in some sense, but like, you know, yeah, poor, if you're poor, regardless of your ethnicity or or your orient- sexual orientation or, or, or whatever, if you're poor, you're the victim. You're the victim. You're being victimized. But the problem is, if you're so fucking stupid that you willingly submit to the victimization of the rich ruling class, of which Trump is not even really a member. <laughs> Because right? he's a he's basically a bankrupt piece of shit that's just trying really hard to be a rich guy. And he's doing yeah. that. He's just trying to earn clout. He's trying to get back. I think Trump's just trying to fucking get back at the rich ruling class that rejected him decades ago. And I think that's what it's about. You know, whatever. But, I mean, I just—the idea that these people just are so disconnected from reality that they feel like, you know, I mean, for—I'm— yeah. I'm appalled. I'm more appalled by their reactions to the consequences. Than I am by what they did. I mean, I'm appalled by what they yes. did, but the fact that they seem that they're appalled, that they, and, delighted. <laughs> appalled I,
2: and delighted. I'm appalled and delighted.
1: I am delighted <laughs> to watch them be truly shocked um, <laughs> that they're on the no-fly list yeah. at the very least, or whatever. That they're just like, I did this for my country, blah blah blah. And what the fuck did you think? Like these people approached revolution, the idea of insurrection, the way most people approach riding Space Mountain at fucking Disney World. It's like, no, yeah. you don't. That when the lights come up, this isn't. This is real life still and yep. there are consequences and I mean you talk about that tells me everything I need to know about how privileged these fuckers really are even if they are of of from the lower class or whatever they still have more they still feel uh fine they still feel like they should be able to get away with this kind of thing well, and they're I genuinely shocked that there are consequences for doing shit like this. They thought
2: they were gonna get away with it. They thought that they were gonna save democracy but by turning democracy down. But
1: they had no plan. They just went – it was like they just wanted to riot. They just wanted to have – I mean, maybe a few of them did. But most people just like, oh, we're tearing shit up because we're mad at the Capitol. That's it. They had no plan. They had no plan for Like, okay, well, let's say you go and succeed. Let's say you do, you know, uh, get in there and, and, you know, put zip tie handcuffs around some of the senators. Like, what are you going to do? Do you think holding them hostage is going to make the world go, okay, yeah, never mind. Let's go ahead and keep Trump as president. Like, how did they think the mechanics of that would work?
2: Do you know what I mean? Well, I think – I think a couple of things happened. I think that there were people involved that absolutely had a plan. Those bombs communicate well. Surely, surely, an absolute plan. Um, I think that there there was a mix. They used the mob, Mm. and the incited mob, to sneak Mm. in with very clear orders and direction. They Mm. knew exactly where they were going. From what I heard, they had plans for that uh, of the tunnels. Mm -hmm. They knew about the tunnels. Mm -hmm. They had a senator or a congresswoman tweeting where Pelosi was, and they were told not to talk about where they were. They they had people inside informing them of what was going on Mm -hmm. when they were headed there. That's when Trump tweeted about um, uh, Pence not having the courage. So Mm -hmm. he knows they're in there and he's instigating even more against Mike Pence, which is the area they were in.
1: You were saying before, we to, uh, I, before the government uh, shut us down. Uh,
2: uh, uh, just real quick, the government shut us down. It made my computer stop. Not really. Uh, I think I just overloaded it from having TikTok open on my. Well, you were you were saying <laughs> so, so. You were
1: saying that like you know, clear. It's clear that there was some you know some. There was
2: some planning. Overarching and it, something plan went wrong. But, that's what I. Think. So, and
1: thank God. But I mean, I think that's what happens when you rely too much, too heavily on the mob. Things go wrong because Things the mob wrong. is filled with stupid people. Um, yeah. So. Uh, that's just poetic justice to me. These fuckers relied on the mob and the mob is what ultimately caved their plan in, I suppose. But uh, but my question, my larger question is the kind of what no one seems, what none of them seems to have really thought through. And, and maybe just because I don't think like a terrorist or at least I try not to. Um, that's good. You shouldn't. What's the? Bad. What's the what was the follow through? Like, you know, yes, they probably had a plan for how to storm the Capitol, how to get in there and how to, you know, wreak, you know, untold damage and, 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 and homicide more than likely. But then what, what was the plan? How was that going to take back the government? I don't understand. It's a, I don't think these people have one fuck. I don't think they give two shits about the government. They just want to burn it all down. They just want to burn it all down because it's, you know, it's like, it's chaos brain. It's what our friend Devin calls chaos brain. When you're like driving in a car and your brain just goes, what if I just suddenly just swerved into this light bulb? I mean, I don't actually <laughs> yeah. want to, but what do, I, what do I do? And I think, you know, we all have those thoughts. And I think these people right. are just like, fuck it. What if, I, what if I just, who cares what happens? What if I just stormed the fucking Capitol and killed people? Um, you know, because because we lost an election fair and square, you know, or, or whatever. And it's just, it, it just boggles my mind the lack of critical thinking of long-term big picture thinking that most people have. Um, and this is why I am cautiously optimistic about these people never succeeding, because I think the, the handful of people, uh, the very small handful of these terrorists who are the strategists, who are the planners, who do, you know, have technique or whatever, this it's fucking whatever. Um, man, they grandstand. They're too, they're too concerned. They, they, they're too concerned with the cloud to ever not give it away and so they get caught just like these people are getting caught even the ones that were like these motherfuckers like what did you think like the people that like oh my god my favorite my fucking favorite is like the 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 uh the accidental icon (laughs) Of the whole thing was the guy <laughs> with the fucking you know the horns who the looked yeah. like he was going to a fucking football game and now if we've hey oh my god he's a failed actor weird. So, yeah. weird so weird that he's a failed actor and that and he can't and he can't, can't, see can't organic. he can't because he's organic and I'm like I just want to shake him and be like you do realize that like the party you, you're you trying to put in power uh, would make sure that all are. Organic food was made from mud. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just it. I, I it's I, I it just what really depresses me about all this. Thing there was.
2: sorry.
1: Is just the level of emotional commitment so many people have to
2: completely
1: fictional stories they've just made mm-hmm. up about what's really yeah. going on. It's like they just think they don't do any research. Um, they stop at. Hearing their own ideas echoed back at them by, by whatever idiot is ready hand. But it's like they don't think about it. They don't. I I try to be the sort of person that constantly questions what I think. And not because I think it makes me a better person. I don't give a fuck about no, being a better we person. We just have
2: a natural sense of guilt and that we're wrong at everything. That's how we live. <laughs> I, it's it not even guilt us. in
1: my case. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. I'm just very reticent. I'm very reluctant to commit to anything. Um because I just period.
2: I, End of story. Because <laughs> I
1: think because Right. Because every time I've done it it's it's played out badly. Um, you know, if I didn't if I didn't give it time to kind of gestate and, and I you know, whatever. So I just right. I don't I don't know. I've never understood uh the the quote unquote people of action. I mean I get it. I'm able to take action when I can in my own life when I'm like, okay, I've gotta commit. I gotta do the thing. You know, I gotta I gotta I gotta do that audition even though I'm not feeling it. You know, I've gotta oh got show that the session, you know. But it's like people that just I think I don't know, action without thought, real thought. Yeah and, and, and Well and I think
2: basically <laughs> I don't get
1: I don't get why we worship think, that idea.
2: Why do it? I don't know. Well because you see so many people that got in there and they're like, well We're here. (laughs) What do we do now? I guess I'll sit at the podium. I guess I'll... Thinking scream that Trump won, I guess I'll put my feet yeah, up Yeah, but that's
1: what, I, what I, it's, I tweeted something about. It. I'm like, I wonder how many of them are genuinely shocked that there are no like bloody pentagrams on the floor. They're like, but I was told. Where are the reptilians? I, I'm just like, I yeah. really want to. I want to know. I want to hear stories about people that were there that are now seriously disillusioned because there there was no man behind the curtain. Right. You know, there were just kind of like what I was told it was gonna like we were gonna be interrupting Nancy Pelosi while she was in the middle of you know eviscerating a sacrifice to a you know, the god pan or something, and they're going to be like, yeah. and it wasn't there. She just had a normal office like my shitty boss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so depressing. Like, these people, they just want drama. She was drama. surfing Ann Taylor. They it's just, ridiculous. They- <laughs> 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 these they just want the drama and it's because it's like I just want to every time I, these people go on and on and on you know or you know I say these yeah. people but you know I, I think we all I'm very clear that I'm talking about people that support Trump that think he's the the greatest thing since trump's day
2: um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
1: oh,
0: you you know, I, I think, think – sorry,
1: and then sorry this could real, be, real quick there's an <laughs> aside i Someone find an old TikTok of mine where I'm wrapped myself in the LGBTQ uh, plus flag, and uh, and the person just like very late to the party because it was months ago, and they were like, "Well, have fun in hell when Jesus comes back to Earth." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm good. He's not eligible for the vaccine yet."
2: Right. I mean, that's not and, even. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> I think for me. <laughs> Sorry, I just. I, just like, I love action movies. So in my mind. <laughs> There are certainly people who were a part of it, a driving force, and probably mm-hmm. the planners—the yeah. people who had plans in place that knew very quickly that it had failed, and they got the fuck out of there. And then <sighs> and they know, still got caught, well. ah. right? That's and they never they, you know, I bet they avoided cameras. I bet they avoided being seen, you know, stuff like that. Um, because what was left is a lot of people that were like, "What, what do we, what do we do?" And you know, they couldn't do anything because there weren't senators there in there but they they were in the building there were congress people all over the place and yeah. staffers and everything so you know they weren't it's like y'all could have looked not that they should have right like but it's like they were there and you know i imagine that was <laughs> terrifying for and you know there's one of the things i just love the really idea of the mob me.
1: just kind of just kind of being there, and just like, what do we do now? And it's like, how could this go wrong? We're a blind mob that just followed whatever this guy said that we didn't look into. How could right. this possibly yeah. have ended terribly? Go wrong? Anyway, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean uh, to interrupt you. The
2: no, it's just I from the very beginning. So Jack and I were watching what was happening. I don't know if you were, but <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> I, think, I wasn't. Up um, yet. Actually, Chris I, Kasen I, tweeted something, and I was like, "What?" And I immediately pulled it up on YouTube on our TV. Jack was working, and we had just had a power outage in our living room. Oh, Don't shit. know why, but our power went out, so his computer shut down. You're like, oh my
1: god, they've made it! They've made it to Dallas.
2: Yeah, and so you know, we dealt with kind of trying to get things back online, and he struggled with that the rest of the day, so he couldn't really work. But but when it came back, we um I put on YouTube, and we were watching it. So. Mm. Uh, when they went into that front hall and I've been to the Capitol for a tour and it's, Mm. (laughs) it's really cool when it's open. I highly recommend it. It's really, really cool. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) uh, The roped-off area that they were walking between, Mm -hmm. that was very weird. And there were these two police officers that were black that were there. And I said to Jack at the time, I was like, I can't believe they're still there. They're by themselves. They've got nobody else in this space, and they've got all these people with Confederate flags. Who knows what they're saying to them? Can you fucking
1: imagine? Can you fucking imagine what must be going through their minds?
2: Within a few minutes, they were gone. And then... You know, it it's showing. So when that woman got shot, mm-hmm. that was shown. We saw her yeah. bleeding and yeah. then putting her on the floor. And
0: uh,
2: we were like, and Jack at the time, he's like, did we just watch a snuff film? Like, I feel like, and I was like, I think maybe you, because they said somebody had died. Is that who died? And we didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just, it was so shocking that this is. You know, shocking in the moment, but not surprising, right? Yeah. It would. This is the way that it would—this was what was going to happen. We all knew this is what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You can't have Charlottesville. You can't have people wound mm-hmm. up against race and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, xenophobia and all of this stuff. You can't have wind people up like that and not expect them to come out, you know, to—they're spun. They're spun up. And mm-hmm. you already have— you know in the end what this is is a rich versus everybody else right yeah. yeah. what is it as long as the rich can make a white poor person feel like they're better than a black poor person then nobody notices that the rich are doing everything
1: well that's exact that's what and, it's always been about like the ruling class yes, like the, the one class. the rich 1% so, have always held on to their power by dividing everyone else by yes. making sure that cuz i mean like it's it's 1% versus 99 like if 99% of the people just decided to be like we're we're sick of this we're not going to we're not going to let you have power over us anymore we're just not i mean and it doesn't require like honestly and at that point if um you know if all the the people that weren't rich in the world, the, the real victims, all of us, white, black, gay, straight, male, female, all the people that are, like, living under the yoke of these rich fucking families that have just held on mm-hmm. to money for generations and, like, are fucking the rest of us. Like, if we... Or just
2: have... If we like, really put Apple, aside how our... How much money does Apple have that they just are keeping out of the economy? Yeah. Fucking I mean, what? And that's yeah. the thing. And it,
1: it's, if all of us just, you know, decided to stop giving a shit about these arbitrary distinctions, like, you know, what race you are or, or you know, what, what who you prefer to fuck or you know whatever i mean whatever it is yeah. um you know uh it's like we wouldn't even need violent insurrection wouldn't even need to happen for things to change the rich would no. the the rich would have no more market to exploit <laughs> because we yep. were be like now ah, we're done thanks bye we're going to do things yeah. for each other now and that's the thing like real revolution can happen for for all of us but it doesn't need to be i'm i'm of the opinion that it doesn't need to be violent it doesn't even require marches it just requires people uh, collectively joining forces to stop participating in the marketplace in in, which in in the system, which is what happened. Like, which is hard because you know we're all so dependent on it now. Like, we're all incredibly dependent on it. But it, this is we're we're living in what I think of as kind of a new sort of serfdom. And every now and mm-hmm. then, you know, shit. Ha- I mean, like right now, I promise you, every rich fucking person, like really ultra rich person, you know, all eight of them. Um, in in the world are delighted at what's going on, regardless of you know whether if the insurrectionists had succeeded or whether it played out, thank God, the way it did, uh, and they didn't. Um, is what I'm saying. Like, the they're, they're rich are happy either way because it's created this atmosphere that they can still exploit for division because we can mm-hmm. still, because we're still, ta- I mean, because you and me, here we are talking shit about the, the white insurrections, which we should be because fuck them, they yeah. made a choice and it was yeah. awful. But like at some point, the only time, I, I believe the only way real change is going to happen is if everyone just goes, can we just stop for a fucking second? Can we stop like putting so much stock into these arbitrary distinctions? Can we stop buying into this notion that we need to be proud of? About things we haven't achieved like I don't understand the whole race thing I don't like if you are if you are a member of a historically exploited class then yes pride is an expression of of survival survival overcome power and And I totally get that I hope to one day but I but I also believe it is a ladder that that one day hopefully you won't need once you've reached you know the, the the thing you were climbing toward but as far as like white supremacists and all, and, and you know neo Nazis and all that, I don't understand taking pride in one's country. I don't understand taking pride in one's race, uh, because they're not achievements. It's an accident of birth, pure and simple. Yeah, it, it was right. George Bernard Shaw, the great playwright. Um, famously defined patriotism as the conviction that this country is best because you were born in it, and right. but that's it. You know, if you'd been born in in Pakistan, you'd feel the same way. If you were born in fucking uh, uh, Latvia, you'd feel the same way. Uh, you know, it, it does. It makes no sense to me. I maybe I'm just too cynical. Maybe I'm too individual. <laughs> but I just I can't. I I have a hard time taking pride in actual achievements of mine. I I can't even imagine yeah. having like I can't imagine the impulse to to take. Um, pride in something that I had nothing to do with it's like to, it's like being proud that I still have my wisdom teeth I don't um but you know or, I or that I still have my so tonsils I like be I, don't you. I it's just weird but I think it's because yeah. we have been slowly conditioned over generations and generations by the ruling class to focus on these things so that we will not get along with each other and yeah. go hey guys um are you tired of being fucked by the rich? Me too. Let's just stop being part of this whole thing.
2: Right. You know, right. that's all
1: it's about. It's about rich fucking people that just want to control the rest of us. And so they emphasize our differences black versus yeah. white, male versus female, gay versus straight, trans versus cis. All of these are just, you know, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't uh, explore these differences, but no, I mean,
2: absolutely
1: not. Yeah. Or we'll pretend like they're not there, but they become, when they become jumping off points for conflict, That's where we really have to look and be like, what's actually going on here? What's actually going on? Do these things matter as much as we think they do, or is this just something the ruling class is is superimposing over reality so that we don't Mm -hmm. see what's actually going on? Because we're too, you know. mm. For
2: example, the idea that. You don't want to tax billionaires because you might one day become a billionaire.
1: Yeah, you're not. And the fuck you're that's not, not set yeah, up for that you're to not, happen. You're not going to become a billionaire. You're not going to happen.
2: They won't let you. It is a protected class. That is the only truly yeah. protected class in this world is the mega wealthy. They don't want you to be a part of it. They will not let you be a part of it. So when you mm-hmm. vote for less taxes for those people... You are voting against your interests and your children's interests and your children's 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 children's, children's interests. Mm-hmm. You will never be mm-hmm. that wealthy. They have it designed that way. And so with it, that, is, but this is this mentality that they've taught is if you work hard, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You can be a billionaire, too. Motherfucker, no, you can't. And what they really mean by that <laughs> no is like can't. if you
1: continue working for me for nothing. Yes. One day you'll become a billionaire. And it's and, and all they and everything they do, everything these fucking ruling assholes do, is sort of bent towards the notion of just keeping you from asking how
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What if you do?
1: Don't ask how. Don't ask how, supposed, the, don't ask how that's. Don't ask how trickle down economics is supposed to work. Just know that's that it when does. You get and if studies into it. come out that show that it hasn't worked in th- in the 30 years since its fucking you know inception uh, during the Reagan administration, or to, since the idea was popularized during the Reagan administration, if studies come out to show that it doesn't work, well, it, then science is wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, well, and that's because you have once you have religion involved. Right. In politics, which we want to keep those separate because religion has faith for your life, faith for choices, faith for your soul, faith for your spirituality, how you treat people. That is a totally different thing. Faith is good in that concept. Right. In that idea of I I have faith that I (laughs) love other people and other people love me just as I have faith in humanity. These are good concepts. Having faith in a leader is not a good concept. No. Having faith, utmost faith, because faith is believing without evidence. That's what faith is. Mm. So it doesn't matter when you have true faith and Donald motherfucking Trump. The facts don't matter. Or
1: anybody. Because your
2: faith is telling you something totally different, and it doesn't matter how much truth is told to you. Your faith is objecting to that. And you've got to go with your faith because they've combined religion with your faith in politicians and mm-hmm. the churches are fucking part of it they're the ones telling you believe in Donald Trump like you believe in Jesus I mean they're not word <laughs> for word that's what are I mean, doing
1: this is a cynical guy in me that just says you know yeah faith is all fine and good on paper but in reality I feel like it's just a bullshit story somebody made up for money and and <laughs> you know like I mean not to, I don't mean to you know but I grew up religious and I slowly stopped being religious because I felt like it was doing me so much uh, you know emotional harm to try to Struggled to with this faith I had problems with I'm like cool I really want to believe in the faith that I was brought up in but at the time I could not be a gay person and that and, right, and, right. and yeah. you know and so I struggled and I was like well eventually I just got to be like okay well I guess I'm going to give up this faith because it's it's the rewards it's not
2: are, being kind to you well the rewards
1: yeah. and it, it's it wasn't being kind to me but at best the rewards were metaphorical you know yeah. whereas the damage being done to me so, uh, emotionally personally psychologically mm-hmm. by denying who you know myself the freedom to to be who i was was having very real life visceral effects on my health you know whereas like cool religion you know belief in 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 all that stuff may make me feel good but it's not it not but not in a tangible way that's enough in my for me anyway to counterbalance the damage of having to be like well if i believe in this but i also have to accept that i'm an awful fucking person because i'm gay which is just an arbitrary yeah. thing someone decided like you know someone it, the problem with with religion and and again i know i'm getting into this big territory here but why not this is a rant <laughs> session so i'm ranting and i'm sure this will come back to <laughs> haunt me as everything else fucking does that i say but I feel like the problem with religion is that it's too broad. It's not specific enough. It's kind of designed to just be like, "Well, what do you want to believe?" Well, then there you go. So, it's which arbitrarily is arbitrarily specific. Well, Well, meaning meaning that that the broader tenets like don't really hold up, but you can sit there, but you're free to kind of cherry pick. It's so complicated that, you know, the only thing any human being can do that wants to practice any kind of any kind of faith is to cherry pick the thing about it that speaks to you. But unless you really ask why that thing speaks to you, it's like everyone that thinks gay people should go to hell. Well, why do you think that? It's not because your religion tells you that because your religion tells you a lot of things that you don't nearly don't take nearly as seriously. Seriously. Like, you know, so you're cherry picking. Well, why, why that? And so unless you start to ask yourself, well, why is it you're, you're just using religion to mask some conflict in yourself that the longer you go without addressing, the more it's going to bubble up into something awful and violent that's going to hurt you and someone else. And that if history has taught us nothing, it's that religion is a great way for people to repress their emotions until they become fucking psychotic. And, and. <laughs> you know and and religion and,
2: I think in some, and religion in some... and
1: i can be t- sorry real quick i when i say yeah, religion i'm it. talking about belief in anything whether it be god or the belief in atheism but atheism is another kind of belief um you know so is so is belief in the free market so is belief in communism they're all a form of faith and they're all stupid <laughs> 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 because the definition of faith as jamie has observed is the surrender of reason You know, and I mean, like, I know the the price of kind of trying to be reasonable about everything is that it tends to make you miserable because you realize, wow, this universe is a dark and ugly place that just doesn't give a fuck about any of us. (laughs) (laughs) But the sooner I think the sooner you come to terms with that, the more you can make something out of your life without being in constant fucking conflict about what you should be doing or how you should feel and just be like, well, what's right in front of me and what can I do with that? That's how I get yeah. over – that's how I get over the more depressing aspects of my own agnostic atheism, whatever you want to fucking call it, is I just try to focus on what's right in front of me and I don't really give a shit about anything else because what's it doing for me? Nothing. It's doing nothing <laughs> well, for me. I feel like
2: – and I am I feel like the universe does care. And there's a part of me for a very long time that felt I'm, like – I'm
1: envious. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm envious right, of that the, point of view, but I'm just incapable of sharing in it. And I
2: that space of the universe doesn't give a shit about you. It doesn't even know you exist. But I believe the universe is a cohesive thing, and it's a part of all of us. And
1: oh, I believe um, that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I just think uh, it's a dick.
2: <laughs> right. Right. It can be. It can be. But I, I, I choose to believe that the universe does care. And so, for for me, you know. Religion is a hit or miss thing. Mm-hmm. I don't love churches telling me who I need to vote for. I don't love churches telling me passages from the Bible are the only truth. But just this one verse that was actually taken out of context, and that's not really, <laughs> really what they said. They were actually talking about pedophilia. but And, we're and ignore to all the other verses that that uh, you right. know
1: talk about churches but and, and money and all that. Still going to shave yeah, my yeah,
2: face, <laughs> and you know, like these these beliefs that are arbitrarily taken taken out of context, or um. You know, witches, that that was added and they've just mm-hmm. stuck with, you know, going anti-witch. And it's, it's been politicized from way back when, you know, religion has been politicized. You, I think having faith in something is not bad. I think having a yeah, belief I, I in it, God, in, yeah. in, in Jesus, if, if you're a Christian, it, you know, whatever it is you believe in, is not a bad thing at all. I think you can find community in there. I think you can find love. I think you can find trust. And I think you can find hope in those situations. And I, and
1: I think... However, in, however... Well, <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, um, so many, so many when, thoughts. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm writing all these down so I can address them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when um, when people of this faith tell you to do something... um. That is in their own best interest and the uh-huh. leaders are directing uh-huh. the flock in their best interest so that they can have a new boat or a new ship or they can support the guy that's going to make sure they have tax cuts or, you know, or they other can get away with fucking little children and or whatever, yes. you know. Yes, yes. Get out of jail free cards, whatever it is, it becomes, you know, this, you know, you know. I go back to when I went to the Vatican and, you know, I've befriended a couple of different priests and I think they're fantastic. Mm. But Mm. I will say when I was at the Vatican and I was in the in the um, museum there, I got sick to my stomach and I had to go sit down Mm. because all Mm. I saw was this exorbitant wealth and all i could think about was all these people who died of poverty poverty and starvation and this church was supposed to take care of them and they talk about saving people from all and they and yet here they are hoarding wealth Just like any billionaire hoards wealth, just like Uh Apple is hoarding wealth, just like Bezos is hoarding wealth. And Uh Uh you keep hoarding and you keep hoarding and you keep hoarding and you're taking it away from children who are starving because you want that extra dollar, because you want that extra money. And when your faith is supporting somebody who's taking money, like food from children… That's where I have the pro. That's uh-huh. where it comes in to me that it's like well, red flags everywhere. I think
1: if you're going to have faith in in whatever shape it takes, you have to commit to uh, making it about yourself uh, and be like, you know, like, and and what I mean by that is like, because the more you just kind of, it, it's, I think your faith. If you're gonna have it, (laughs) and you do in some form, whether you think you do or don't, you have faith in something. Um, How do I say this? without getting more hate that I know I'm already going to get. But (laughs) like if you if you just if faith for you is permission to not have to think you're doing it fucking wrong, because the more the less you think when you as an individual because of your beliefs figure like, oh, I don't have to think about that. Someone else is taking care of that for me. Then that's a power vacuum that all the ruling class is very happy to come in and fill. And that's my problem with with religion, with organized religion, with faith as a concept is because, you know, at its very core is the idea that. You know, you don't have to think about it. Just uh, let go. Just believe whatever you want to believe. But if you think if you believe uncritically, um, then religion just becomes a tool for the ruling class to keep you down so they can go run off with all the fucking money. And you have to understand the ruling class is sick. Like, they're not yeah. even, like, even calling them evil they're, is giving them too much credit. They're just sick. This is generations of fucking added. They're addicted to affluence. Yeah. They're addicted to acquisition and getting more, you know, because maybe they think the world is going to, a lot of them do think the world is going to end and they want to be the first one on that SpaceX rocket into the new colony on the moon, you know, right. and they don't want to share it with the rest. Like, they have contempt for the rest of us. Um, yeah. And and they, they are, and they, they try are to the make us hate each other as much as they hate us because they just they they see us as competition for resources.
2: Yeah, um, if you've ever seen hoarders.
1: Oh, my! you see that person who fucking... refuses
2: to let go of their random shit that they don't need, that's not bringing them joy, that is—and they're just covered in it. And they're filthy, and they don't care because they want what they want when they want it, mm-hmm. and this is mine. It's my precious thing. I have to have it. Oh, the worst. And we all have contempt for those hoarders. You know, maybe a little bit of compassion, but clearly they've turned into some real assholes. Mm-hmm. A lot of those hoarders have— and they – a lot of them refuse help till the very end. They, uh, you know, separate themselves from their families, all of these things. Whatever the worst you've ever felt for someone who's on hoarders, the the, the ruling wealthy, wealthy, wealthy are no different than those no. people.
1: No, no, no. They just have the and power. Except
2: those people get my compassion, but the wealthy don't. right they don't and it's
1: and that's I mean I guess that's what I'm trying to say so like these insurrectionists man fuck them they're idiots and and not all of them are idiots they're either idiots or they're fucking just psychotics that just were playing a game for the out of the boredom or because they really believed in this shit and fuck their beliefs their beliefs are stupid I'll say it again they don't have beliefs they just have impulses they're following out of boredom And, like, shame on you. If you're bored, fucking shame on you. Read a book. Take up knitting. Go fuck yourself. Like, what? How (laughs) how do you... How in this world, in this time when we have access to so much knowledge and so many things you could learn? I'm learning how to fucking cook now for the first time in my life because of YouTube videos. Like... I how the fuck do you have any right to be bored and bored enough that you're like let's go start some Les Miserables shit and also I fuck think it's you for boredom
2: with hate it's boredom mixed with hate. Well, and I think, I, a, think a I think boredom breeds hatred.
1: I think boredom breeds hatred. I think I think when people are bored, they just like that you're just mad. You're mad, whatever, and you're like. I mean, I get snippy when I'm bored, and but I have to remind myself when I'm bored. Like when I, as I grew up with two very um interesting grandparents who raised me, and you were not allowed to be bored in that household. God <laughs> fucking help you if you said, I'm bored, and they'd be like, well, I'll give you some shit to do if you're bored. I'll I'll keep you occupied. Go fucking <laughs> reorganize the books. Go fucking dust in the living room. Go mow the goddamn lawn. Whatever. But I think people now are just I I don't know, man. It's it's a thing where I think we've just slowly been again, and I believe it's a it's thanks to the efforts of the ruling class. We have slowly lost touch with our own minds, with our own inner lives. Um, You know, I've been watching, and I I highly recommend it for anyone that just wants to watch a little documentary about someone who I think is an incredible wit. But uh, Fran Lebowitz's uh, (laughs) Pretend It's a City uh, on Netflix is really fun. It's just a series of interviews with um, Fran uh, Lebowitz, the great uh, wit and writer from New York, who's just Mm. she's kind of become a New York icon. Well, has become a New York icon, and she is cynical. She is fucking funny, and I love her to death. And um, the title comes from like she's like, I so fucking hate just walking down the street and having to deal with tourists every day. This is where I live, and so when someone asks her on a panel, like, how, what, how, what advice would you give to tourists in New York? She was like, pretend it's a city. <laughs> um, yeah. But she makes a lot of great. Things and something that she said on a recent, uh, I just watched this episode last night before going to bed. So it's on my mind. Because um, it's a limited series I like five or six or maybe eight episodes, I don't know. But it's she and Martin Scorsese. You're sitting down and like being friends and talking about you know her her mm-hmm. life and her ideas, and it's it's just really fun. I'm watching it with Brandon. and Brandon's like, oh my god, she's like you. If you were like a short little woman in New York, I'm like, I <laughs> know. She's like my fucking spirit animal. I just <laughs> I agree with every every. I agree with everything she says without having to like. She's so I'm wise. Like, she's so wise. She sounds just like she's exactly like I. Do. <laughs> I have faith in Fran Lebowitz, uh which she would be horrified by, but um uh but no i i oh God I lost my train of thought. no, she said she said it's funny she's like i I've read all my life, she's like, I've been an avid reader, I don't watch much television, I'm not into sports, I don't go dancing. I have parties every now and again, but for the most part, my life is spent in a book. And and I'm paraphrasing her, but she says, it's because, God, it gave me so much freedom. You know, it ge- it exposed me to so many different ways of thinking and of so many different perspectives. She's like, it's, it's what's changed. And, and Scorsese asked her, you know, what, what's changed about how, you know, we as a society relate to fiction? And she's like, well, I, I as far as I can tell, you know, you used to just read a book because you wanted to expose yourself to something that was completely different and now everyone complains about not seeing themselves. And mm-hmm. she was like, it's it's supposed to be a door, not a mirror, um, right. you know, and I'm like that. That really struck me because I get it. But I think people are um, what if we take friends observation, um, which echoes Oscar Wilde when he once said, like, books used to be written by men of letters and read by the general public. And now they're written by the general public and read by no one. Um, <laughs> uh." you know and and friend uh, friend Leibowitz extends she's like think before you speak and read before you think um because it, yeah. it because it gives you something because then then you're talking about something you didn't just make up um you know? and she's yeah. like she's like, this is wise <laughs> at any age but particularly when you're young when you're in particular when you're in a special danger of coming to annoying conclusions <laughs> um but i think because we don't uh I and I honestly think you know people talk about like what could what could fix all this what could fix these 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 this this uh, disenfranchisement that we feel that drives on the one hand people um you know trying to stand up for their rights you know and being downtrodden by the system like members of the BLM movement and you know or, or people that feel like you know they're white and because they're white they're being how is it that everyone that's you know feel this feels this way doesn't know how to direct their anger at the right object mm-hmm. um and i and people will often say well it's education we just need to educate them more and of course we're not going to educate them more in this country because guess who's in charge of education the fucking ruling class and they're and they're not gonna they're not gonna teach <laughs> us to that. they're no. not gonna they're not gonna draw attention to themselves like that that's why people like betsy devos who probably can't even spell the fucking word education was in charge because it's just i mean i've been down that road a thousand times on this podcast. School is not about educating people. It's about just corralling young people until they're old enough that we can actually use them in the workforce because until then they're just a liability and I'm not going to pay a fucking, you know, 12 year old money to be in charge of anything. So we got to wait until they're old enough to, you know, be of any use to the ruling class. And so yeah. what do we do? Well, we keep them in these pens for 12 years. And then, and then if they want, they can go on to a bigger pen for a lot more money uh, right. for a few if years after that.
2: they want and they can afford
1: it. But it's basically a pen. And in, and in those schools, um, you know, uh, someone, I forget who did a study, several people have done this study about like, you know, where where do these, where do conflicts arise, you know, in, in in the grand scheme of things? Conflicts arise, like when you put a group of people together that don't have shared experience, like don't come from similar backgrounds, that don't have, it you know, had very little that they can relate to each other on. You know, they're just, we're humans and that's pretty much all we got to work with here. If you don't put, the, if you put them in a directed, if you direct all of their efforts, if you if you direct all their efforts toward a certain goal, then they will get along. Even if if they start talking, they realize, man, they are, they are totally on different pages with on terms of politics, religion, whatever, you know, these people will still get along because they feel like they are working, they will tolerate each other gladly towards a shared goal. If in the absence of a goal, then this group of people will just kind of f- find goals of its own. And they'll all mm-hmm. spread out, and so this group will be worried about this goal. This group will be worried about that goal. Basically, you know, you just put a bunch of people together, and if you don't give them anything to fucking do that matters... Then they're just gonna fucking fight among themselves out of sheer boredom because there's nothing of these natural, and that's what happens in school. You know, no one, very few kids go to school and feel like they're working towards some goal. The goal is to just fucking make it through, and that's not a worthy goal. That's that's a that's a negative goal. It's just like just survive, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But that's why. But even there, at such a young age, for most people, this idea of like, man, fuck those people, fuck those people, fuck that guy, fuck her, you know. Yeah, the clicks the, the click it, it,
2: it, it's designed it that way it
1: foments yeah. that that uh, that mentality from an early age and then it's hard to let go of it crystallizes mm-hmm. in your psychology until when you finally grow up you still hold on to that it's why so many people well, you look for your click you look for your click and yeah. and you define your click by what it isn't and so you become hyper aware of anyone that doesn't fit in and you have fun it's just fun it's a great way to pass the time you feel getting to shit on people that that don't belong in the click um, yeah. even though, even and though well, if you, if say, you really boil it down I, that you're being in the clique is not an achievement. It's just, it was just pure accident that you're in that clique, it's just period, you know?
2: Yeah. So you guys were just all in drama together and very dramatic yeah, and that's yeah, how it exactly. Worked.
1: Or you were all and in football together. And here we are today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's true. It's, because,
1: it applies to us. It applies to yeah, us as much it as it does to anyone, us. you know?
2: But we're just really lucky that we have each other in this clique. Uh, so I want to go back just really quickly about what you said when when she said people are looking to see themselves. Mm-hmm. That is not to say representation does not matter because representation matters. Um, and mm-hmm. I want to make sure that nobody hears that and thinks it means that you have to see exactly what yourself. No, representation, uh, representation absolutely matters.
1: Representation does yeah. matter, but it is not an end in itself. If we stop yes. at representation, nothing happens.
2: Yes. It's like, yes. what is okay, it? What so is that, it? You I just know, wanted yeah, to make yeah, sure yeah. that nobody heard yeah. that and thought we were saying, you know, because we both, of both Michael and myself. You know, want to? We want representation for everybody because we're also people. We do,
1: we do. But I also, but I also, and this is just me speaking. I do not speak for Jamie. But I also feel, as as someone who is a young person, really uh, hungered for representation in fiction, which I I didn't find until much later. I realize now that you know there's an there's a chance that had I encountered um, representation that I found appealing uh, back when I was young it might have well stunted my growth because i would have stuck with that and never bu- and, and 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 the the danger of getting too enamored of representation and that again this is not to say that reputation is bad but again it can't stop there um, the dangers of becoming too enamored with seeing yourself in, in a piece of fiction or, or a show or, or represented in, in whatever industry you want to talk about, again, representation is important. But if you get too enamored of it, it closes you off from other perspectives and you can suddenly you no longer can relate. Like for me as a gay man growing up in a small town, it was just as important for me to, to feel represented as it was. In fact, it may have even been more important for me to understand the perspective of people who hated me. So that I could actually, so that I could properly defend and stand up for myself. I needed both those things. And I'm not sure in what measure I needed one or more of the other. Maybe I needed both in equal measures. But like representation, if you don't do anything with it and if you use it as an excuse or not an excuse, but if if you end at representation and stop and, and don't go out and try to actively put yourself in the minds of other people who you cannot agree with or that you cannot understand, if you stop with just, oh, there I am. There, I found Waldo. Cool, I can stop now. If you stop there, you're still just in this little bubble. You're in this clique and it does you no good. But
2: isn't that putting the onus on the person that's being left out to not only take over being represented but then forcing other people like you better see me now. You know what I mean. It's. I think that there's I, well, a responsibility I, within the within our. No, no. Uh, I, and I,
1: I'm saying society we society
2: for people to who have been represented mm-hmm, mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. and over and over again to maybe stop bitching about not being <laughs> represented And I, I, I
1: totally—it's a, a complex issue, and I totally agree with that. I, I yeah. think—I do think representation is important. But again, just like the question of faith, just like the question of politics, unless we approach it critically with, I mean, thinking critically about what representation means and, you know, right. what it's supposed to lead to, it just becomes another fucking thing that separates us.
2: Right. Well, um, I'll say this as a woman— Right. The only woman I saw that I could look up to growing up was Princess Leia. That was mm. it. I didn't have anybody else.
1: I mean, that's a good, and <laughs> that's a pretty good, a good one. that's a pretty a good, good one, but yeah. that was
2: fucking it. Yeah. That was it. And I mean, you know, Princess Buttercup, she was really cool, but she still had to be saved yeah. Right. She still yeah. had to be rescued. She still was uh-huh. very sad and lonely without him. And her whole life was going to be over because she didn't have the man that she wanted. And without a man, who is she? But nothing. And so those are the themes. Like you look at Disney, the the, the themes with Disney are very much you can't be a woman and by mm-hmm. yourself. So mm-hmm. <laughs> when I took those girls to see mm. Wonder Woman and I saw this powerful like uh, Callista was in my lap when we watched it. And I guess this was what, three years ago? And she's seven now. And at the very end, and it makes me emotional now, like at the uh-huh. very end when she's like fighting through and just like busts through and like shoots up in the sky or whatever, Callista put her arms in the oh. sky
0: oh, and was
2: like, yeah! And she could see herself being that. And I could see. I, I only ever had Leia, and now she had Leia and she had Wonder Woman. And it just was... Then you have Captain Marvel now for for girls. And so I and that, come from a place of, that representation is dire. It is dire. And I'm a white woman, a white cis woman. And so when I, <laughs> for me, representation has been a huge, a hu- just, it's a huge thing. It's a huge deal. And I think to say that now it's up to me. To make sure that I understand why men don't want women to be represented. Mm. Ew, that makes me want to fucking punch <laughs> punch people. Hey, it's commercial time.
1: Hey, it's commercial time. It's commercial time.
2: It's the first <laughs> month of 2021 commercial time. And hopefully the world will not be ending.
1: Look at that. Look uh, at that. Look at that we're follow here to through.
2: Tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're here to tell you about our Patreon. Go to patreon.com. Slash Google Intentions. Find out about all of our tiers and ways that you can help support the podcast. We really, really appreciate. It. We have two chats coming up for our Discord, which you can also join if you are a member of our Patreon and the yes. tiers. Look for look for the Discord tiers.
1: And you get to uh, talk on, to
2: us, on, <laughs> right? And then you can chat with us. It's really in fun. real time. Um, in real time, yeah, that's good time. Uh, 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 on the sixteenth. We will have a chat for everyone on the Discord at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on the 30th, we will have a chat for our Phantasm tier. Um, And that is one where they actually talked. We actually all talk. So it's pretty cool. Um, That's all I've got. Thank you for listening to this January commercial for Patreon. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh we love you guys join us join join us on patreon and join us for the chat we look forward to hearing from you
0: bye. bye
1: well and i and you're told and you're totally right and and men are threatened by women seeking representation because men aren't comfortable with how they're represented either i mean they've you know what i mean like that's uh, at least i feel that's part of it but something i want to point out that i think i you know that's a Beautiful story to hear about, you know, Callista really feeling like, oh, there she is on that screen. But it's also worth pointing out Princess Leia is white and Callista is a person of color. Yet, mm-hmm. yet she was able to see herself in someone that well, was not Well, this is
2: for her. Wonder Woman.
1: Or, for, excuse me, for Wonder Woman. But I mean, mm-hmm. like, uh, um, you know, it's that that is it's important to know that like yes representation is important but if you put the onus on yourself if you have the strength to do that if you don't then you know I, I don't know what to tell you but you know but if you if you can build up the strength in yourself to seek out representation in anything cuz i had to do that i never had representation as a as a gay man yeah now if i wanted to feel like a white guy plenty of that if i wanted to feel you know like a you know an alienated kid in a small town there's plenty of representation of to that too plenty of books right. where the main hero is a bookish as a bookworm that feels like he's stupid but f- I couldn't find a gay kid so instead I just started pretending that well, they're all gay
2: <laughs> and I realized that <laughs> that like, explains you know, a
1: lot and I started actually. it really does but um <laughs> it also but, I don't know I but just it also, but wouldn't I you think,
2: want young gay men to not have to fight that
1: fight I don't know I I'm of two minds about it if I'm perfectly honest on the one hand I don't I don't want them to not fight because I think <clears throat> fighting builds up your sense of agency. It makes you the sort of person that's really hard to hold down because you're you can fight because, and I don't mean physically fight. That's fucking nothing. Anyone can throw a punch and fucking shoot a gun. There's nothing impressive about that. But I mean someone that. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just choking on my own sense of self-importance. Um, <laughs> But, um, you know, but being able to to train yourself slowly over time to stand up against the enormous waves of people who simply do not value you and to resist internalizing that is, I think, one of the most important things you can do for yourself. And while representation is extremely important because it does give you permission to feel like I have a right to be here, I can be the Mm -hmm. hero of this story. That's really important. But it's important not not to rest on those laurels because um, eventually I think it can make all of us lazy, you know, if because then you feel like you are the hero of the story. And and then so, you know, you I, I just don't want, you know, I I never want to be part of a group of people that that and also representation. like when we talk about representation, representation is is tricky because human beings are complicated, whatever their 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 gender or their politics or their beliefs or, or where they fall on the spectrum of this, that or other dimension, you know, of, mm-hmm. of different metrics. You know, representation is it's very tempting. To find yourself in in something that you feel represented by, and then to just kind of crystallize your identity and stop letting anything else in. Because it's like, you know, I am this thing and I can be nothing else now. And I've always resisted that. I always try to.
2: Won't that be changed with more representation? If there's more than just one black superhero.
1: I, I totally agree. Yeah. And, you know that, and, this, we, and, and, and again, I want to be clear. I agree with you. We need more black superheroes. We need more female superheroes, gay, superheroes, all of that. But we can't ever. I just don't want to get comfortable. You know, I, right. I know that the, goal, the goal the In... goal is self-worth and comfort. But I never want to I never want to get to the point where I'm so comfortable that I stop thinking uncritically about because as long as you are letting yourself be represented by anyone else. You and are and think, you are a subject. I don't want you are a subject to, to that to, person, you know what I mean?
2: To to push it off as though you you're not aware of your privilege because I know that you are aware oh, very, of your privilege. Very but much I so. think that these comments speak to your privilege, right? You don't yeah. want to become comfortable, but most people, especially, you know, people of color, indigenous people, they don't have the luxury of ever being truly comfortable right yeah. now. You know. Yeah. Um and so to say, well, I just, you know, I don't want to rest on my laurels. I don't want anybody to hear that and think that you think <laughs> that uh, someone might be resting on their laurels just because they have some representation. And, and no, that's not your point. Not at all. I want to make sure that I reiterate my, that.
1: Yeah. I, my point is, and, and I'm, I'm, absolute garbage at expressing it sometimes but my point (laughs) is i'm just suspicious of representation because for me and this is from my own perspective as a gay man whenever i feel like someone's trying to represent me i always have to ask myself are they just trying to manipulate me into being comfortable are right. they just well, trying to manipulate me, And it, which is to say, like, if someone so I guess, you know, representation is is very important. And, and I think everyone, well, oh, not everyone, some people have had quite enough. Thank you very much. Yeah, but um, but this, yeah. um, but there are a lot of people out there that need representation, a lot of young people that need permission to be who they are. And, and whatever can give them that permission, I think, is by and large a good thing. But I don't want it to become just another tool I don't want representation to become just another tool of the ruling class to keep us divided. That's all. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. And I'm saying right. unless say, we oh, think critically, got, critically you, about you've those You've got things. your
2: representation. You don't need anything else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, or you've gotten
1: representation. Sense. Anyone that has trouble understanding that is the enemy, you know. I, right. I think represent. Let me let me let me let me solidify my beliefs. Representation is very very important. But I to go back to Fran Lebowitz's comment about fiction, you know, should be a door, not a, not a mirror. Um, it can be both, and I don't right. think we should ever be satisfied with it just being a mirror. It should also right. be a door.
2: Well, and that is such a specific thing, right? It should it yeah. shouldn't be a mirror, so you're not seeing an exact you can be represented without seeing yourself exactly.
1: Oh, exactly, right? precisely, yeah. precisely. Yeah. And that's that's the power so, of of the human just imagination. We have to talk for
2: 15 minutes to find it. <laughs> but see, it's it's uh, it's, a,
1: it's a complicated issue because I mean, I yeah. I'm all for representation, but I also can't help but be a little suspicious of it because I understand how, you know, tempting it can be to to as a gay man like feel like I have to, you know, uh, I have to imitate my representation in order to feel like I belong in that clique. You know, I, as, yeah. a, as a as a in my twenties, I, I deeply resisted the gay community because I felt like well, that's like, then you falling know,
2: into because because I think that's the problem is that what the representation was wasn't true representation. It was cliche, right?
1: It was, it but was, it but it was yeah. still but it was still being put out there by right. gay men and women who yeah. weren't really. Who I feel in retrospect weren't thinking as critically about how they wanted to be represented. They right. just wanted, to, and you know, they they suddenly had this this very very tenuous power to actually put representations of themselves out there. But it wound up, um, you know, uh, putting a lot of us young uh, gay people in in conflict because we felt like, but that's not. I mean, that's,
2: I'm that's gr- them. I'm, that's not that's you. That's them. That's
1: not me. You know, that's that's. So you're you know,
2: saying, hold on, just so that I understand this completely. Yeah. What you're saying is that um, gay men aren't all the same. (laughs) That's exactly right. But what about, okay, but what about, like, let's say this. Recently, someone said something about Brandon being a twink Uh online, correct? Now, let me just say, Brandon is not a twink. He's never been a twink. Never. There's nothing wrong with a twink. Brandon's not a twink. he's not a twink. But they have, there's all different types. And you're, are you telling me? that there are more than just cliche labels of gay men. Absolutely. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So I would one would think that um that would apply to literally any fucking person. That's true. That There's more it, than it's just It's true. but for some cliche,
1: but but why is it the clichés? Or five or 10 clichés? But why is it the clichés that always get the most cultural currency? You know what I mean? It, it, whatever group we're talking about, it's the cliches that end up kind of taking over, and I—that's—that's I, yeah. that's what I hate because I'm like, why can't we have more? I think representation should lead to ever more subtle and complicated representation, Truth. not Truth. to yeah, not to these, not to these sort of cultural shorthands that we can like. Oh, we've solved that. We know what that group is like. We know what yeah. those people are like anymore. Well, we can move on. The,
2: that's the problem. That's not real representation.
1: Exactly. But you when want we
2: genuine representation.
1: Exactly. But that's but that those are the pitfalls of representation. Is it's hard to to, it's hard to represent the, compl- the, the complexity of a human being without falling onto cliché or without creating right. clichés. And so that's why I'm simply suggesting that representation in itself needs to be thought about more critically than we generally do think about it. Um, right. I think representation... Now, again, we're in a place in our history where, like, yeah, we'll we'll think about it critically going forward, but, like, these a lot of minority groups need representation and they need it now. Um, yeah. But I just don't... You know, I, I still don't want any—again, representation cannot be the end goal. It's just a tool. No,
2: absolutely not. It's a part of p- the big picture. And that's what it should picture. be. It's a part of the big yeah. picture. You know, go and I'll say this, too, about regarding oh, white supremacists. Um, <laughs> I mean— We should represent them, too, but we should represent them in true representation. I mean, look, it is is a good point. Which I mean, is, they should be shamed— they should be fired from their jobs they should be socially hung out to dry that is what should happen to these people we should not and and again you know the argue, you don't have to argument argument you don't have to argue you, you don't have to argument you don't have to argue let's get a shirt that says that you don't have to argue you don't have to argue with a white supremacist, because their their state of being is wrong and twisted and sick, and mm-hmm. you sh- you don't need I to. They're that. never going to understand a point of view that is not biased and full of hate. So you can just make fun of them, or mock them, or write them off, well, or block them. You don't have or, to do any of any of the actual legitimate trying to convince them because they are fucked up. Fact up.
1: I think I think it's important when it comes to those those groups, hate groups, especially that any mm-hmm. representation they have, I think, should be drawn in such a way that it takes out the mystique. Like, yes, you know, then then it should hold up a mirror so you, these people can really see what they're doing and see hear what they're saying. Yeah. And so because hope the idea is like, I don't want the end goal just to be to mock them because that doesn't achieve anything. That They'll just they'll just double down. Um, but hopefully, you know, eventually. I'm of these... the
2: mindset they're going to double down no matter what. Uh,
1: you're probably right. But until but their leaders, on, on the off the chance that the next generation, you know, the, the, the kids that grow up with moms and dads or grandparents or aunts and uncles like that, slowly we have to give them permission to we need to give them permission to move away from that. And no. I think, you know, attacking them. Well, it's very tempting, and they fucking deserve it. (laughs) And by by attacking, I mean making fun of, poking fun. Right. Um.
2: Enjoying their... Videos being <laughs> but taken out the airport. We, Man, we one do, of these videos we do
1: and you know, going back to the sorry, going back to the larger yeah. conversation about we're all victims of the ruling class here, we how do we teach white supremacists that they're just as bad off as the rest of us and for the same reasons and that they need to let like go of their white supremacy because it's just a tool they've been manipulating. It, it's just it's something they've been manipulated into feeling so that rich people can stay rich. You know what I mean? Like, how do we, right. how do we, how do we do that? How do we do? And that that's, you know, then, then it becomes a question of like, maybe, uh, you know, I, I mean, I have no idea because I, I want to reform them. You know, I want these people to, to have it, you know, I want these people to come into the fold and let go of their hate and their bullshit and their sense of achievement in something that has nothing to do with them. And it doesn't matter. Even so, you know, like they're, they're being white, you know, or whatever, like, no, focus on the fact that you're fucking poor and come join the rest of us, poor bastards. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to right. fight
1: to fight the system in the only way you can by just not fucking participating in it.
2: Well, first of all, the one of the the things to understand about a lot of these people is that they're not poor. You know, there's the woman from well, Texas who flew on a private jet
1: to
2: oh, go. Well, yeah. You know, so fuck the, the rich, the, eat the rich. <laughs> the majority, the majority of people who made under a hundred thousand dollars a year. Voted for Biden. The majority of people mm-hmm. who, and we're talking, you know, 40, 60, something, 54, you know, 40, whatever. Um, the majority, though, of people making above $100,000 a year voted mm.
1: for Trump. Shocking.
2: So, <laughs> yeah. So, this idea that they are all poor is not true. No, and so that's no, no, one no. of the things yeah. that has to be you know, dispelled. But I think there's two things that we've got to do. We've got to hold the lawmakers accountable Mm. that were a part of these seditious acts. We've got to hold them accountable for sedition. And we need to hold the other ones accountable for lying. And one of the things that I think is really encouraging right now is to see all the money going away. All of these companies saying any of the Congress people that voted against You know, the the vote, the
1: the, the electoral count, electoral
2: count, any of those that objected and went along with the objection, no longer gets any of our money ever again. That's where you shut them down. And why? And and
1: that's and that's worth like, why do the corporations suddenly give a shit about that? Because
2: they'll lose money
1: because they'll lose money from all of us.
2: Yes, that exactly. buy their
1: products. They they have to it's at about the end of the holding day, people
2: accountable mm-hmm. one way or another. And I'll tell you, for me, in the past couple of years, I'm so tired of motherfuckers getting away with shit and not having any consequences. <sighs> I'm so right. fucking tired of it. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Mm-hmm. That's just I got real personal. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, uh, that's why these, just like that's no why these people do things, people. you
1: know, because they feel like it's never going to hurt them.
2: It's never going to yeah, hurt them. Why exactly. do I give a
1: shit what happens to these other people? They're nothing. Fuck them. You know, but it's never going to hurt me. Yeah. Why do I care? That's their mindset.
2: Yeah, and, absolutely. And- so I think you take the you you hold those people at the top accountable. Make them tell the truth. There mm-hmm. was no fraud. We know there was no fraud. I just went along with it. Like someone said today that some Congress people went along with it because they were afraid for their families. Mm-hmm. That if they didn't go along with it, that they were going to be attacked. So you're surrendering to terrorism. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's not very American. I thought we weren't supposed to do that shit. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so you have that. you got to get them to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And then two, um, and, and Bernie Sanders, you know, talked about this on an interview We've got to help the poor. We've got to help the working classes. Mm-hmm. We've got to help the people that are not billionaires succeed in this country. And until that happens, there will be infighting. There will be looking for someone who's lesser than me that I can feel better about by by mm-hmm. making fun of them or by, you know— whatever it is you know and and then you have the whole Antifa thing which is like why would Antifa try to do a stage a coup when they won the election like that doesn't even fucking make sense
1: right it's just so (laughs) but I just and it's it's not gonna change until people stop lying to themselves about why they're in the situation they're in. Do you know what I mean? Like when it comes to, you know, like I think it's so, again, I want to come back to this because I thought long and hard about what I'm about to say and what I've already said once in this podcast. Does
2: that mean you weren't listening to me when I was talking?
1: I was very much listening. Okay. Um, And, 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 (laughs) That's what you heard? <laughs>
2: yes. Absolutely. What? what, what? Um, I am always ready to be offended and also wonder <laughs> if someone else is going to be offended. It's, you can thank the internet for that. I do no, shit I that doesn't think, make any sense for people to be yeah. offended and they get offended. That, well,
1: it's, it's very true. It's very true. Well, people love being offended. I mean, well, I shouldn't say it's they don't true. always, but people, some people love to be offended because they feel empowered by getting to say, you offended me. Yeah. And, and, um. There was some comedian I don't remember who now that said, "Okay, well, and then what happened? You were offended. Did you wake up with leprosy the next morning? What happened?" Um, yeah, you know, like, oh, you were offended. You know, I anyway, uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. But I think a lot, you know, so many of these people that stormed the Capitol. Um, <sighs> so fucking stupid. First of all, like, really, why are you trying to recreate one of the worst musicals ever made? Anyway, um, <laughs> fucking hate Les Mis. Uh, fucking hate it. And, and, you know, but anyway.
2: I- <laughs> can you imagine when they all get into the Senate and they're by themselves? They all start singing, on my own.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can. I can imagine it. And they're all off key. And that one guy yeah. with the horns thinks that's going to get him representation in L.A. Oh. Um. Um and all the organic food he can eat, fucker. Right, um, of course. Well, his own shit's organic. He should try that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, um, but I think you know it's important to to remember that a lot of these people don't have beliefs. The thing they're fighting yeah. for, they're not fighting for belief. They don't have beliefs. Again, they have impulses. They have mm-hmm. impulses that they follow because they're bored, and they're bored because. They have no self-discipline, and they just don't like themselves very much because life just didn't work out for them the way they wanted to. You know, maybe They're maybe just these animals how how reacting. many but <laughs> that's well we're all animals reacting. But you know, but what I'm saying <laughs> is like how many of these people, how many of these people wouldn't be in this situation if maybe they'd ever just fucking learned how to paint, or you know, if they'd ever gotten around mm-hmm. to taking that cooking class. You know, and like how many people end up in these angry fucking mobs tearing shit up and being angry because they you know never took advantage of the opportunities they had to improve themselves. Now, it's different if you're part of an angry mob that's never been given an opportunity to improve yourself. Um, You know, but if if you're, you know, from a middle class, you know, uh, upbringing and you're white, I'm sorry, you had a lot of opportunities. You could have taken that uh, cooking class. You could have learned piano. You could have gone to, you know, and gotten your master's in in business or whatever. You could have done the thing you wanted to do, but for some reason— You could
2: have just, like, not stormed the Capitol, too. You could have just, like, not But it's
1: like now they're just fucking angry at themselves for just not— you know, for just not doing the thing they really wanted to do for whatever reason, or maybe they just haven't found what they value yet. And so they just like, ah, oh, violence, that's a great way to pass the time. I mean, I think a yeah. lot of these people approach violence the way some of us approach binging Netflix shows. It's just something to right. do because uh, i could do that other hard thing that would be like self-improvement but uh, you know well whatever i'll just binge chef's table um you know there's nothing wrong with that by the way but i mean like if you're willing if you're so dissatisfied with your with the way things are Odds are it's because you're dissatisfied with yourself. And I think a human being really has to look at that and see what the common denominator is. Is it really because you've been held back? Is it really because you don't have opportunities? That's true of some people. It's very true of a lot of minority groups in this country. But I'm sorry, if you're fucking white and middle class, it's not true. You've not been held yeah. back. You've not been held back. Being held accountable is not the same as being held back. And yeah. and you've got to Losing fucking...
2: Twitter does not mean you're being persecuted.
1: No. Or just because you're being persecuted doesn't mean you don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. You know, sometimes you're a fucking asshole, and, you know, we got to fling a few fucking flaming arrows at you, metaphorically. Metaphorically. Uh, but I just I think it's so important to understand, like, violence, I think, is bred from, from either desperation or boredom. And yeah. I think in the case of people who are desperate, I'm more forgiving because, you know, it's smashing a window to get bread is different than smashing a window because you have you've got a beef with the guy that made the glass. It, it you know what I mean? It's it's and I just oh God, I just wish these people could come to the understanding that like, look, you you're not as powerless as you think you are. But now you are because, you know, now you can't even get on a fucking plane because of the stupid shit. Like, but like here,
2: take my power, sir.
1: Yeah, and these people, it it was just a fucking party. And it annoys the shit out of me because at the end of the day, what was the plan? Yeah, there may have been a a handful of of evil fucking motherfuckers in there that had a strategy. But even they didn't have a, and then what strategy? Like, then what's going to happen? Are you going to rule the government? Do you know how to keep the fucking, you know, infrastructure moving? Do you know? Like, what's the plan? Or was it just to all burn it down? Because I think a lot of these people, the, the really, really evil ones, man, they embrace the idea of apocalypse and of all of it ending and of things just coming to ruin
2: because it
1: gets them off the fucking hook.
2: Right. Well, I'll say this. I'll say you've got a couple of things going on. One, you have people who have romanticized militia, right? (sighs) Taking over the government, saving America has been romanticized in this extremist right-wing party thing. It's romanticized. They have chat groups where they talk about how they would murder people and take over the government and wh- this is why they need their guns and this is why da, 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 da. and i support the second amendment so sure, <laughs> but sure. i also don't think that some you know some of these militias who have clearly been uh, 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 uh terrorists mm. should be able to maintain that status these proud boys Mm-hmm. We had to watch the, these yeah. people, and, and it's been allowed to flourish. And then on top of that, you have these QAnon motherfuckers oh, who genuinely believe that Donald Trump is going to save children from getting sex trafficked. And the problem here is these people <laughs> my, genuinely— he
1: won't even not put them in cages.
2: We have recently found out that someone we know is a QAnon oh, person, God. and it blew our fucking minds. It's so scary. Because we thought this person was smart and fun and a delight. And it turns out they're a crazy person.
1: Now, you could be they smart been... and fun and a delight and still be fucking nuts.
2: <laughs> I guess so, yeah. And so susceptible to this, this kind of
1: weird bullshit. This, I just don't understand how anyone thinks that Donald Trump. That like, these people. About, mm, sorry, sorry. Well, I'm, it's
2: all about the sex trafficking children. It's all yeah. about sex trafficking children. And so they can have this truly holy kind of better than it, like no argument can beat sex trafficking children, right? right? You can't be like, yes, but the economy. But children are being sex trafficked. Right. But where was
1: this concern when children were actual children were being put in actual fucking cages by the same so Trump? I
2: read this really, really great article that talked about it. And it talked about what it is is built up of a lot of white women who feel guilty.
0: White mm. women who feel guilty for
2: uh, the way race has played out. Right. So, Mm, mm,
0: you mm. know,
2: black people are treated like shit. A lot lot of indigenous people treated like shit. A lot of minorities are treated like fucking shit. And let's not even talk about, you know, getting murdered just for being a certain color. So you have a lot of white women that have this guilt and don't want to be told it's their fault. They don't want to Feel culpable because they would never kill someone just because of a color, but they still feel guilty about it, and they don't want to feel guilty about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: because all the advantages so, they enjoy were conferred at the destruction of someone else. I still
2: want to go have my wedding at a plantation. Why can't I go there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I still want to have my pumpkin spice latte, even though that was, right. you know, the, you know, it was child um, labor that created the, you know, <laughs> the shipment. Right. Of, you exactly. know, whatever. I don't know that that's okay, but whatever. You know what I mean?
2: But yeah. So so this this child trafficking thing becomes central.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: This is the issue. And Donald Trump is going to save the children. And they really genuinely believe that. Donald Trump, who was accused by multiple people, including a 13-year-old girl, Uh of raping them, that this man who looks at his daughter with lust in his eyes, Uh this person who grabs Uh women by the pussy just because he can, is Uh this man who separates children from their families at the border, Uh is going to, to save children. Now, in my mind, in my opinion, these children at the border are being sex trafficked. They're separated from their parents. I and mean, who knows They're what's happening? It's
1: fucking awful. But I mean, yes. so so my question but is: where are, is, is women, the where are these white women? Where are
2: these? Fucking white women with those children. What are they doing besides screaming about supporting Trump? And That's are the they thing. Like, if they they were, were, helping? That's, and no. that's
1: that's the disconnect for me. I don't understand yeah. how their minds even fucking work. How do those wheels even spin? I, like how does where where's the grease? I it's don't get it.
2: Because it's like
1: I get it, but it's not. Like it's like saying, like, I am gonna save myself by setting my fucking house on fire. You watch, and it's like, that's the opposite of saving. You were actually fine before you started. You were in no danger before you started burning your own house house down. But these same people, you know, these, you know, these, these women are talking about, like, I don't get it. If they really cared about children, how could they support Trump? How could they fail to look at those specific things? Because I would think if they were really that committed to, to, you know, protecting children, which we all should be. Um, but if they were really that committed, they wouldn't be able to forgive Trump or lurk the other way at all these other things that have surfaced, but they are. And so clearly their goal Isn't to protect children. It's to simply look like they want to protect children. And this is the path of least resistance for them. I
2: think that some of these women genuinely believe it. They genuinely believe it because it is easier. It is easier to believe that than it is to believe that they fucked up and that they have uh, they have won.
1: So again, it's not a belief. A
2: system that is it's, not for yeah
1: yeah. It's so not a belief. It's an impulse. They're following to I protect themselves. Let me you know. What I mean? Let me say
2: this. When mm-hmm. I say self-preservation, I'm not saying it makes fucking sense. It's psychological. No, yeah, no, I, right? I And I am in no way excusing it. Oh, I know. This is you know. So, for example, let's say there was somebody out there that has, oh, I don't know, a bunch of fans. Right. Random person. No one in in particular (laughs) has a bunch of fans and those fans, no matter what that person does, will support that person no matter what. Well, if you look into it and you find out that this person talks to those some of those fans and gives them meaning, has told them once that they are special and unique and in reality. They may not be very special and they may not be very unique, but their identity has come from what that person has said about them. Uh So they have to, they have to support that person because the minute they stop supporting that person, they lose their identity. Uh That person was, if that person was lying about other things, then they've lied about their identity. And it doesn't make sense. And it's not logical because if you look at what's happening, everybody lies. Everybody, you know. So but by right. by putting that much of your existence into another person, you're you're at risk of, of, such of an identity a, right? crisis, right? Absolutely. And I think that's what's happened. Sure. Is these these that's... people, these QAnon nuts, have connected. Okay, well I it's it can't be my fault about all of this race stuff. So let me find something that I can uh sink into. And Mm -hmm. then I won't feel guilty for being like, well, yeah, but children are being trafficked. So no matter what anybody says, I can say, but children are being trafficked. But black children are being trafficked. But these, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. Mexican children are being trafficked. So they can say that and absolve themselves from any guilt. And the QAnon thing gives them something to set their identity in. So they Mm. can't believe Mm. the truth about Trump. They can't believe Because their identity is set Mm. in this thing. And so they lose their sense of identity. And I think there's a lot of people out there that were just going through life, living the privileges that they live without a sense of identity. And then all of a sudden it became really important for them to have a sense of identity so they could Mm. defend themselves from Uh their privilege. Yeah,
1: I agree. agree. And
2: so that's what I mean when I say their self-preservation. Well,
1: and I totally get that. I one hundred percent get that. I didn't I didn't I don't feel like I doubted for a second what you were saying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but when I but I just I just I was trying to point out that yeah, they are doing it for self preservation, but how stupid because it's not actually preserving yeah, them. Stupid. You know, it's it's not actually helping them at all. It's actually making yeah, it's, things far it's worse definitely, for them. It's it's the it's opposite of self preservation. But that's you know, it. And, and I that's and that's some bottom people line. and I think some people the opposite is true. I think some people really don't give a fuck about yeah children
0: you it. know it, some yeah. moms
1: just don't give a fuck about children but like they want to be able to say they do because you can't get just go around like ah, oh, fuck them, who cares you know but you got it so what's the easiest way to do it and still you know have your kick and eat it too you know i can support trump and be like oh but, uh, yeah whatever so they're looking for some kind of shorthand so they can the
0: children. yeah they're looking
1: for some kind of easy fucking uncritical shorthand that allows them to claim a belief they don't actually have because it's just the shortest distance between two points they want right. to continue enjoying their privilege or whatever and yeah. and supporting yeah. trump some people get really tied up, some people identify so strongly with the person they support politically or the fan or the person they're a fan of or the author they read or or you know the the artist they love that they can't they can't begin to entertain the idea that this person has done anything wrong because that that's the equivalent of saying that no, I've done something wrong, I've supported them and I think that's that's one of the pitfalls of a democracy that's as as um disconnected as ours is because people do. Without really understanding the process or how it works or the shape power takes once the person you voted for is actually in power, you know, it just becomes you're just voting for for an icon. You know, you're a, you know, it's an it's a form of idolatry if you want to put it in religious terms, which seems appropriate. Um, yeah. You know, I think people get emotionally invested in their politicians uh, because they voted for them. Therefore, it must be they must be good, right. and everything we hear about them to the contrary no must be lies. Yeah. Um, you you know, because it's because I didn't I'm like, I, I vote for people I believe in, but I'm also very critical. And I realize like, well, if I voted for someone that wound up or if I supported someone in some way that found out I found out later uh, was doing something awful. Well, then I just go, well, that's shit. I fucked up. Um, yeah. But it's my ability to recover from that. You know, and to see my mistakes and correct them, that's where I get my self-worth from, not from just being the winner. Um, right. Because I just don't understand. I don't – I have trouble understanding but see, that mentality. it's the difference,
2: right? And that's – this is us trying to understand <laughs> right. and not excuse, trying to understand this mindset of somebody who is a QAnon nut. Like that's just – is it PC to say nut? No. Are they listening? No. So we're fine. Right. Um, and if are, they are, who, are stop we, listening. Are what are you defe- doing? You're how crazy. Is it not, Go.
1: How is it not PC to say nuts? Because, I mean, are we offending nuts? Or is there a peanut? Eye? Is right. Mr. Peanut going yeah. <laughs> to? <Get, laughs> anyway.
2: <laughs> get help. You're in a cult. Get help. You're in a cult if you're listening. Right. right.
1: Um, <laughs> they're not listening, I hope.
2: <laughs> mm. But, yeah. I... But, I mean, we don't. We we can t- understand it. We can try to understand it just from, yeah. like, a psychological point of view without yeah. approving. Without. Yeah. um, And without allowing it. Right. We can say that's wrong. It can't be allowed. It can't be allowed. Think of it in terms of a serial killer. Right. Who was Mm -hmm. abused by their parent, by their parents, but horrible abusive. And then they grew up into a serial killer. Mm -hmm. Well, that is really awful that you were treated that way by your family. However, you've murdered 27 people. So you have to go to jail for that. You have to have consequences. Sucks. You're a monster. Right. Yep. It really sucks. And, and maybe You're we can study monster. you.
1: And, and by studying you, keep this from ever happening again. Right. You know, um, but I and that's a thing. I just think I hope. I hope against hope. And this is a fool's hope. I realize <laughs> that all these people will just wear themselves out and eventually grow cynical enough about their own beliefs that they just stop giving so much of a shit about yeah you know their politician or their guy or their whiteness or what they're always yes there it's never it's not ever going anywhere but we can. there will always
2: be people like this Mm -hmm. always Mm -hmm. but what we can do as a society is stop giving them a platform we can just stop doing that uh we can say hey this person has a youtube channel and you are advertising on their YouTube channel. So I'm gonna boycott anything that you ever sell until mm. you stop. Because when you take the money away, you take the platform away. Like, why did it have to be an insurrection for them to finally take Donald Trump's Twitter away mm. when he was threatening people regularly? So, you know, he was breaking their terms of, of service regularly. And, and just now they're finally doing it and taking away all of these QAnon accounts and all of these people yep. that are stirring up. Yep. You don't have to, media. Because they thought they were all bluffing, you know, but now it's, it's not
1: happening. all well, but here's equal. and I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to I'm going to say this and, and I'm not sure that this is a great idea, but I'm just going to run this at the flagpole <laughs> to, to see if, you know, whatever I say, give them a platform, but not a private one where they can exist in a little bubble without any without any without any controversy consequences. Or, or consequences right. or people calling about and their shit because then what happens these groups do get a p- platform you know like maybe they don't survive as well on on certain platforms because it's there's such a broad mix of people that will disagree with them that they just don't do well like these ideas don't survive in in the quote-unquote free marketplace of ideas um because yeah. they're they're demonstrably stupid um, and and that their stupidity will be pointed out all the time if they're kind of released into the general population of ideas. But it like by giving them a private platform where they can just jack each other off and, and you know, work each other up to a lather and feel like, oh, we're yeah. right. We, you know, these people, it's like they there's a you know, there's, there's thousands of them. Um but they don't realize that that's still a pretty small number in the grand scheme of things. It's a big enough yeah. number for the rest of us to worry about. But it doesn't mean that everyone agrees with you. Like, you know, there's there's a few hundred thousand people probably well, that believe in this or whatever. But I say I say give the- them a platform so we can see for them for what they fucking are. Just don't give them a platform that we can't access. Do you know? Does that yeah. make what sense? We
2: need if that is a thing, because this is what happened is they were given a platform and treated as equal. So yeah. it's the same thing as science yeah. being mm-hmm. these people who are anti-science <laughs> being given the same level of attention oh, as, yeah. as truth, right? Yeah. So the lie right. comes in, right. and the lie is has the platform, and nobody challenges the lie. They are allowed to state it as if it's fact, and the media doesn't challenge them. The media doesn't say, hey, this is stupid. You know, instead of having one person who has this lie— with several professional people (laughs) who know the truth, you know, it's, it's they're given a platform alone and never challenged. And so it becomes this Fox News. You know oh,
1: yeah. needs and to... all that is designed to keep people to build up, you know. Again, it's it's designed to like the the ruling class, so to speak, like builds these little independent platforms where all yeah. these different people are encouraged to go and jack each other off and build each other up and to the exclusion of other people so that you just it just creates factions, you see. Yeah. And um uh, but it's like again, it all people are attracted, people move to that because they we treat in this society, you know, the ruling class loves to pay lip service to the value of personal belief. Like, you know, you believe it. That's a sacrosanct thing. You're not allowed to judge someone for their belief. It's bad form to judge them for their beliefs or or ask them to clarify or or to explain critically their own beliefs. And I think that's where a, a big part of this, you know, that's where we run into trouble. Because, I mean, when someone comes to me and they're like, "Well, I believe differently? I'm like, well, that's your fucking problem. I don't care. I'm not am not obligated to honor your beliefs because they're not, I, they don't connect to me. I don't understand where you're coming from. Whatever. Show me facts. Show me this. Show Me what you do, Um, and so long as as long as people, whatever side of the aisle they're on, as long as they're encouraged to just hold on to their beliefs uncritically without testing them and scrutinizing them, you know, the more these, you know, the more this factioning off of of different parties, different peoples, whatever, um, you know, creates the dissent and division that the ruling class loves to maintain because it's how they maintain their wealth. So again, it comes back to, you know, all this, I believe. (laughs) <laughs> you don't have to respect my belief, and I encourage you not to. Um In my opinion, but it, in in my in my opinion, in my belief, all of this is a byproduct, um or or an actual, you know, direct intentional product of the ruling class keeping us as separate as it can, because the minute we as a collective stop participating in their system is the minute they lose everything. Mm. And and Well, and
2: I think You know what you were saying about (laughs) the basically creating an echo chamber i you Mm -hmm. know how many times have anybody that's not far right been told they've been creating an echo chamber Mm -hmm. and what you really see now are people who didn't realize that they would face consequences for storming the capitol people who thought everybody agreed with them and there's no way that more people voted for biden when they just thought they were
1: fighting a few old guys on the capitol that's yeah. it. That, that, that's 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 yeah. what they thought. They didn't realize, like, yeah. no, you're 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 fighting a lot of people who disagree with yeah. you,
2: <laughs> a lot, and they <laughs> that they don't you realize just it. And don't I seem to be aware that existed
1: in these numbers.
2: There's one uh, person. I remember one of the videos that's been shown recently, mm. and there's a woman that's being escorted off of a plane, and everybody on that plane is cheering <laughs> and telling her to get off the plane, and they're white people on that plane, and she looks stunned stunned that all of these people don't agree with her because wherever she goes she's only with people who agree with her uh-huh. and it's uh-huh. interesting to me that all these people would say you know i get told you know all the time you you're in an echo chamber it's like motherfucker i wish i keep trying to create an echo chamber, but those assholes just make more accounts to come at me again. I can't. I try. I try, and I just can't do it. So I, it's funny to me to see these people who talk about us creating an echo chamber mm, start to mm. realize that maybe you were. And the other thing I want to say— I mean, we all
1: do it. We all do it. Yeah,
2: we all you do know? it. It's, I it's, knowingly do it because I'm it's fucking the shape sick of, of their life. shit.
1: It's the shape that life takes now. It's we're all encouraged to do it. That's that's the that's the function of social media is to create yeah. these echo chambers, I just And, it, know, and like there's good and bad saying. to it because it's nice to be able to connect with people you might not otherwise meet who feel the same way and you can share that experience with, but the off but the offside of it is is that it kind of traps you in this identity that you can no longer that's difficult for you uh, to get out of if if you yeah. realize that it's time to grow to pay or change, to the you world. Know? You do, and that it's doesn't hard. That mean I want and people it's...
2: telling me to kill myself because I wrote the word patriarchal once. Um,
0: <laughs> right,
2: but, right. Uh, right. But one of the oh. things, too, about, about this, like what you were talking about of um, believing crazy shit, that can inform you, right? Mm-hmm. So if somebody comes mm-hmm. up to me and, is, and they believe in a flat earth— Right. <laughs> I can assume a lot of things about them. And one of those things is deductive reasoning is not one of their strong suits. So do I want to get into a, t- a discussion, to a debate with somebody who cannot logically reason? That's no. not. No. no, no, you
1: got they're, better they're shit to do with your time. They're not understand
2: anything I say. And so yeah. that's one of the things that you <laughs> yeah. can take forward with a lot of these people is that. You can assume some things about them based upon their, judge them by their actions, (laughs) right? And if their actions say, I'm a fucking idiot, know that you don't have to get in a debate with a fucking idiot. (laughs) even if yeah. they're your family.
1: If I'm even on the if fucking you, if
2: I'm on the, the fucking road friend. and
1: the car in the lane next to me is swerving, I don't need to pull them over and ask what's going on. I just need to right. avoid them. You know, and and conversely to also use them as an example to make sure I'm not doing the same thing. <laughs> right? Am I doing something wrong? Did <laughs> am, I, am I swerving? Like and that's important. I mean, I you know, again, I this has been a delightful change of pace for us. Um, I know. Normally, talk is, about ghost history, but this is where like, we could talk about morbid history as it unfolds. Um, I know.
2: We, uh, we, uh, this is our conversations. Usually, they're similar to this. Just like yeah. right lively we debate,
1: start where we're talking. like, we have to convince each other that we actually agree. Um, yeah,
2: right. <laughs> That's not true. We, but we, okay. There's a significant amount of gossip involved in our normal conversations. Oh yeah, we're actors. less of this and more we're, gossip. We're but.
1: actors. There's a lot of. There's always gossip. But, but it, um, it,
2: full, it, it ends up falling into this kind of conversation. Just This is like yeah, a real conversation yeah. that we have. Which is like, all, we're having all which right to now. say,
1: and I, I want to kind of, you know, sort of bring it to a close because we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours and hours and yeah. hours. But the fact is, you know, if if you haven't seen a lot of us or heard a lot of us in the past few weeks, um, those of you that support us and that we consider, you know, family because we, we know many of you personally – and we like you. We do. We genuinely like you. You seem like nice people. Um,
2: we do. We have a good time.
1: You know, sorry we haven't been around. It just felt, you know, inappropriate yeah. to do the show giving everything that was going on because it just felt... I didn't want to be a distraction. I wanted people to, you know, see what was going on and to... I mean, who isn't seeing what's going on, but I didn't want people right. to... I didn't want people to run from it because I know I wanted to, you know. And I, so we just kind of decided, you know, one, we just didn't have the bandwidth. It was so depressing and so yeah. frightening. that it was like, I don't I don't have the I can't I can't do research because I can't focus. I just can't focus. No. I'm too worried about like I'm too I have to check the news every five minutes to see, yeah. you know, what's blowing and even up now. now.
2: You know, yeah. Biden isn't um, hasn't ha, hasn't had his inauguration yet. No, we no, have no, no. lots no. of people that are planning on armed protests at capitals across the country. You know, uh, it's I, I hope. You don't know. I By hope the time those capitals are prepared out. for them
1: now because they've seen what's happened at the at the Capitol Capitol. Yeah. Um, By the
2: time this comes but, out, we have no idea if we will be in the same yeah. space that we are right now when we're talking about it.
1: Yeah. And so we just, just want to kind of air the and kind of let <laughs> you. Oh God. But yeah. But thank you guys for bearing with us yeah. and we apologize. We're we're going to really going forward once once the dust begins to settle um and hopefully on a very we'll different world track. where things are better. Um and we'll get back on track and and make the show the delightful morbid um <laughs> thing it is now, but it's been yeah. a tough it's been a tough few weeks for everybody, I think for a variety yeah. of reasons. And um you know, so thanks for sticking with us and letting us mm-hmm. kind of and sorry if this is a, this episode is just us being like, and another thing. But you know, right. I, I, you know, hopefully we we you know gave you some insight at least into how we think, and and maybe we helped clarify some of your own feelings about about things, and which is great. Start
2: a conversation. Um, start a know.
1: conversation, or at least know how to avoid one. <laughs>
2: and just, I'd like to say right um, now that we reserve the right to change our mind at any time about anything that we've said.
1: Oh, yeah, I will.
2: For sure. For (laughs) sure. And also, I want to say, too, that as cynical as Michael sounds, I've also seen him, you know, sitting in the grass. In love with his environment, so.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I know I'm I'm cynical, but I, I try to be cynical in a very positive way. Like I try to be cynical in a way that I'm like, well, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. But it, for me, my cynicism just heightens the pleasure I take in the things I do value. You know, I don't uh, because I'm like, well, that doesn't matter. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. But this right here, like the people I love and the thing I love doing, that's what I'm gonna put all my energy. So my cynicism is very. I'm not a naysayer. I'm not a. I'm not a nihilist. I mean, not really. Yeah. I'm a. Um, I am i not really. I mean, I'm a nihilist in the sense that, that I'm just like, I, there's a lot of shit I don't believe. Um, yeah. and that I will don't think I'll ever, ever believe, though, hey, that might change. I don't know. My mind is always growing and changing, and who knows? Maybe I'll, you know, have some kind of – something will happen in my life, and suddenly I I convert to some religion. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, I, I am who I am, and, and but I still love people. Yeah. I still believe in the value of love and, and friendship love and all that and stuff. But I just don't – I just – and I just don't give a fuck about a lot of things because it just takes more energy than I think it's worth. So all I right. encourage and most people. I and love that's, that
2: you say that after we spent, you know – an hour and forty five minutes chatting about things you just don't really care about.
1: Well, I mean, but I care about not <laughs> caring about them. I'm committed to oh, not okay, caring about great. them. So that you know, I'm do you being, want to I'm being talk very meta.
2: Really about something we both care about. <laughs> yes. We know we yes. care about. Yeah. You, go ahead. Go ahead. You can. Uh,
1: it. you know, a, a few days ago. Uh, well, uh, it'll be a week or so by the time this comes out. But um, the voice acting community lost a very important guy, uh, Brad Venable, who um. Neither Jamie or myself knew terribly well. Um, you know, I met him several times on the convention circuit, and he was always just an absolute delight, just a just a just a ray of sunshine. But also, you know, he Brandon knew him uh, from the concert as well. They did VO Atlanta together a couple of times, uh, taking classes and stuff together, which is really awesome. Someone of Brad Venable's talent still taking classes is a testament mm-hmm. to just how committed he was to the craft. But, um, but say... you know, when we moved here to L.A., Brad Venable offered to, uh, you know, help Brandon seek representation, which is a big deal. Like, you know, when you're as an actor, you know, when you go to some place like Dallas or L.A., you know, the first thing that you have to do is really look at representation. And, it's, and you can't just walk in the door. You have to have people sponsor you to do that. And so it's a lot for an actor to want to put themselves out there. Um, and say like, hey, I'll I'll put in a good word for you at this agency, so you can submit to them and and hopefully get work. You know, that's a big deal. And Brad offered to do yeah. that for Brandon, and so it was that was really really big of him. And and he only knew Brandon from the few times they'd hung out at conventions, and likewise, you know. And Jamie, of course, you know, you had he was wonderful with you as well.
2: He was, yeah. I will say that I didn't know him very well, um, you know, in person, but he was a little hero for me online. Mm-hmm. And um, when I'll say some people that I thought were my friends mm-hmm. were not supportive mm-hmm. of me, did not bother to pick up a phone and see how I was doing when the online harassment was at its worst, uh, when people were judging me for standing up for myself that I thought were my friends, Brad was there mm-hmm. to tell me I was doing the right thing and to stand there next to me and fight with me. And, and I, drawing,
1: drawing fire.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: drawing Even. fire. like. To me, whenever I saw him jump on a thread or make a comment, I always felt less alone Uh because he was there. And so I can only imagine how that would make uh, people who he was genuinely close feel, you know, having him as a part of their life. And, you know, he touched so many people in this community and just really, really meant it meant so much that even those of us who d- didn't know him very well feel his loss. You know, yeah, uh,
1: he was very important to a lot of people. Very and I mean, loved, yeah. So but, that was part of it, you know. And and he, yeah. um, you know, his his lovely wife Katie. I imagine is is phew, God. I can't I can't even I can't. imagine whatever. But yeah. um, you know, there is a GoFundMe for those of you that want to go and Yes. Uh, g- contribute to, to help uh, the expenses of, you know, his burial and also just the general bills and everything that pile up when, when there's a loss like this. Um, but uh, someone here in town, in, in L.A., uh, created a little uh, place somewhere that's kind of kept secret. It's only for people that know about it, so they, get a, they don't want it to become like a tourist attraction, you know, and, and obviously because they don't want a lot of people to be gathering right now. But there was like a little place in L.A. where people could go and just put down little notes or memories they had of, of Brad which yeah. is, you know, that's he was right. a great person, and and I I miss him. I wish I'd known him better. You know, the few times I did meet him, he was definitely someone I wanted to know better, but
0: yeah.
1: it's just a a stark reminder of the reality we're living in right now. He was only 43. He was younger than me, and, yeah. and you know, and he just, like that, was gone. And, um, you know, given everything else that's going on right now, it just seems like, wow, well, that just kind of drives home how important it is to just... Look at what's in front of you and do not take it for granted. Really, really, you know, let the people that you love, you know, let, let your loved one know. Let your loved ones know that they are your loved ones. Every chance you get, even if it's cheesy, especially if it's cheesy. It's fun if it's cheesy, mm-hmm. um, you know, but hold them a little closer because you never know. And, and please be safe if you're going to go out there, like just because the vaccine is rolling out. Um, slowly but surely doesn't mean that this shit's over. We still have incredibly high numbers of infection and the infection rate is increasing like tenfold or more uh, just here in places like L.A. and, and, and Dallas, Dallas well. and New York. You know it's important for people to continue to be safe. I know we all have fucking pandemic fatigue. God knows we all do right now but like I don't leave the house without looking like a stupid astronaut from a fucking low budget sci-fi movie from the 50s. Like I got the mask, I got the face shield, I got long sleeves, I got all of it. Please, please, please do everything in your power to protect yourself, because that also means Mm -hmm. protecting your loved ones and complete strangers. Um, uh, So, you know, just please, please, please stay safe out there. And, you know, and and we just want to... get the
2: vaccine if you can, if you have any kind of comorbidity Mm -hmm. that would... You know mm-hmm. if you're over 65 and if you have any comorbidity that would cause yeah. this to be a problem for you like asthma stuff like that yeah find out what you can do about getting that vaccine yeah. because because it's important yeah
1: and encourage the people you know to do the same uh, so we can lick this so we can get back to something like the lives we want to be leading <laughs> I won't yes. say back to normal because I don't think there's ever gonna be going back to normal but we can at yeah. least get back on track to living the lives we want to lead which I'm sure yeah. we can all agree is not stories. sitting at home and telling ghost stories (laughs) (laughs) so thank you guys thank you we love all of you so much you know brad Oh, we miss you. We miss you terribly. Yeah. I wish we could have spent yeah. more time with you, but thank you for yes. everything you did for this community. I don't Absolutely. think we'll we'll ever reach the bottom of how many people you influenced and how many people you inspired and how many people you went out on a limb for to give mm-hmm. a shot to, which is just amazing. Like, he was he yeah. was a great guy, and we miss you, Brad.
2: Everybody needs to be more like Brad.
1: Everyone should be more like yeah. Brad, but God love you, Brad, and, and oh, God, let's everyone do your best. Be like Brad. <laughs> be like, honor be his honor his memory by being as close to as good a person as he was as you can possibly right. be. Yeah.
2: So thank you <sighs> everybody for just tolerating our little. Venting session.
1: <laughs> I feel like we most of you like probably just had it on it. the background while you were dusting or organizing yeah. your books or something, one and that's of the fine. things
2: that we've done in this <laughs> We're like an angry podcast. fish tank. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but we have been very—one of the things we've always been true to in this podcast is to do the thing that we think we're supposed to do. Whatever—if yeah. it feels like we're supposed to do it, we do it. And this was something that we both felt like we were supposed to do, so we did it. If you didn't like it, we're sorry. We're sorry. Um, but at but least
1: there was no violence.
2: That's, there was no violence. So, uh, yes— we, uh, ghoulintentions.com, of course, for information to uh, to send us any ghost stories that you may have. Um, but uh, we wish you all well. Hopefully, the world will be here next week <laughs> or at the end of this week. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, stay sane,
1: stay sane,
2: and remember
1: it's okay
0: to it's sleep okay with, to the, sleep lights with the lights
2: on.